The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Federal judges are finally getting justice for all the student-athletes who made schools millions of dollars. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the leader of bringing back Color Rush now that the NFL is allowing alternate helmets. And with me, as always, is AJ, Sons and Four, Marchese. How much money do you think that guy uh, has made off this? A lot. He's been, like, way... I feel like he's blown up more than most viral fans do. Yeah, no, definitely. He's just uh, plus. Plus, he had the guy he beat up go on that whatever the hell that was and cry about it. If you uh, if you listen to me on Spotify Green Room, I actually have a, a theory that it was an inside job and this was all <gasps> set up between the two guys to cash in. So like tune into my Spotify Green Room. Like like when the uh, like the the mascot does something with a fan or or you know like the kiss cams kind of set up sometimes. You think it's like that? Yeah. A big time. So, but I can't say anymore. Listen to me on Spotify Green Room, because today we're kicking off our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the non-FBS prospects. Your favorite. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas. Gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. AJ? Yes. Do you know what Spotify is? Yes. Do you know what green rooms are? Uh, I've been in one or two. What if I told you they teamed up? What? With Locker Room and brought you Spotify Green Room. That's right. Locker Room rebrand alert. It's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to people like AJ. AJ, how about my Islanders? Uh we don't we don't talk about that franchise on my uh my green room. On mine, we talk about conspiracies and the Islanders, so tune in after we win Game 7. Uh, you can also talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app, free in the iOS or Android App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all your favorite podcast hosts and all kinds of people. And they'll go live on Spotify Green Room 
That's right, it is now called Spotify Green Room. Well, I feel like I've been in the green room the last couple months, you know what I mean, AJ? Like smoking a lot of pot? No, just <laughs> biding my time until we were talking about the 2022 NFL draft, because I'm an NFL draft guy all the time. Uh, no, I honestly, I haven't turned it on yet. <laughs> this has been like, this feels a little too early for me, <laughs> to be completely honest. I'm still Wait. in I'm still in Euro mode, Rob. Like, if there's soccer, I... I don't know, it's summer. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't turned it on yet. Next week, I think. Next week. So, you're telling me scouting for a draft that's still 10 months away is too early? <sighs> a little bit. A little bit. Wrong. Because today, <laughs> guess what? We're talking non FBS prospects. My favorite kind of prospects. Prospects who might not get, or probably won't get drafted, Shut but up. could be in training camps. So stupid. So, how, how many draftable grades you got? 15, 20, 25, 30? Actually, four, uh, five. That's pretty good. Uh, you know what? Uh, like I said, I don't know if uh, uh, it's a little early for me. If I enjoyed watching that guy, I'm like, yeah, you got a draftable grade. Seventh round, buddy. You're, you're going yeah, to the no, show. I was being pretty liberal about it. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I think I got a couple more than you. Um, we we have uh, we have plenty of time to adjust these, don't we? That's that's why I don't <laughs> look. It's extremely important right now. That what 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 we say now is God, um, but I don't really care that much. But let's have fun. Okay, and, and and let's start with the most fun position: kickers and punters. Who you got? <laughs> that actually caught me off guard. No, I I think my favorite quarterback. Let's start there. Uh, was super fun. He was my the most fun player uh that we that i watched this week it's eastern washington's eric barriere yeah yep. i'm gonna be honest i i haven't watched an ewu game since my cooper cup left um but barry so I, I didn't know what to expect going in to watch eric barriere and uh i didn't get to watch any of the fcs games either of his um and he's fun as fuck i, I gave him a, a draftable grade because i think all the tools are there and man i He's so much fun. Like that, I don't know if you watched the North Dakota State game, uh, the playoff game, um, where yeah. he he made that one throw where he's rolling to his left. He's a right-handed quarterback, of course, um, jumping as he falls out of bounds, and he, he places it perfectly to an open wide receiver, forty yards down on the sideline. I was like, "What the fuck!" Like you watch it from the first snap. He he is tons of fun. I think um, obviously I knew who he was because he is a yeah fairly decorated FCS level quarterback, but I didn't come into this expecting him to be kind of the guy. I didn't necessarily expect any of them to be the guy, but there, there are a couple names in here that I watched that have a little more buzz to them at this point in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming away, he, he might've been the most pleasant surprise of anyone I watched. Agree. Um, Cause yeah, he is one, he's dynamic. Uh, and two, the arm talent is there. Yeah. Like, he puts a ton of zip on the ball and and, and pushes it downfield um, when the opportunities are there. He is – I think if any of these quarterbacks that we watched have a chance to get drafted, it's him. Um, he's got the physical tools that you look for uh, outside of size. Yeah. Uh, and, and then – and that's kind of really uh, – I was thinking this while watching the quarterbacks is if you – if your physical tools don't stand out at the FCS level – you don't have a 
ton of chance really mm-hmm. um so that that's kind of the first thing i look for uh in, in a lower level quarterback and he's got them he's got the arm he's got the the ability to extend plays with his legs uh you, you talked about uh kind of making plays out of structure and yeah the deep ball placement was pretty impressive um i think he's got a great chance to be kind of really the one of the front runners for the walter payton award this year uh, yeah, I would put him in the top three, uh, personally for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think overall he was the most fun guy and yeah, the, the zip he used to put on the ball was legit impressive and, um, like just tight spirals and, uh, putting on the money. Uh, and yeah, that, that one throw just, just completely blew me away. It's like, like there's obviously a lot to clean up. He's an MCS quarterback, but he was, he was so much fun. And you know what? I, 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 I think he's a pretty good, like. Like you know, he's patient in the pocket. He, he's really good finding yep. second and third options. Um, like it's not just pure, you know, uh, physical capabilities of his quickness and running ability and his arm yep. strength. It's also he's got a really good uh, football makeup mentally. I, I think he's got really good feet, and he does a good job maneuvering. Like not just when the the pocket starts to break down, he doesn't just bail on the pocket and try to make For a play sure. with that athleticism. Yep. He does a good job navigating muddy pockets. Uh, and back to your point um, where, yeah, there's obviously some things he needs to clamp. I feel like with this type of group group of players, we're really just looking for the guys who show those positives. And there's not a ton of point in harping on the negatives, especially no. this early in the process. Like, no. yeah, he'll put the ball in danger at times. And, and uh, his mechanics can be a little loose. Um, but there's the the tools in the playmaking ability are there for him to be something uh in speaking of eastern washington quarterbacks maybe he's the next vernon adams just got to get him out to eugene and maybe. then to montreal hey maybe he's the next bo levi and wins the walter payton wow eastern washington just churning out cfl quarterbacks speaking um, of I, cfl I, quarterbacks I, oh sorry hold on i had a good transition <laughs> Oh, go for it. Keep I, I think Zarek Cooper is the CFL quarterback, and he, he's my second favorite quarterback that I watched Same. this week. Same. Um, Obviously, he's the Clemson transfer. Um, yep. He kind of last year, I think we talked about him even. Yep. He's at Jacksonville State now. He's got the size you look for. He's 6'3", 225. He, he's a physical runner, too. Yep. Um, and, and another guy who's got the arm strength. I don't think he has quite the same zip velocity-wise as uh, Eric Barrier, but I think – um, the arm strength is NFL level at least. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Barrier is more of like a like more of a tight thrower if that if that makes sense. And for Zarek yeah. Cooper, I, I totally think his arm he's got a loose arm and he he can spin it and he can put some zip. But yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think the zip is as consistent as uh, Barrier's. Um, it put kind of puts the ball up in, in, into yeah. muddier situation. He's not quite this. I don't think the same decision maker as Barrier and doesn't have quite the same poise. But again, another guy who's got the physical tools there. He looks really good in our RPO game. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, we jokingly say CFL, but I mean, that's kind of. Well, I mean, The Rock is bringing back the XFL, so maybe that. But the CFL is always the next best option. The CFL is playing this year. So, yeah, Zurich Cooper, definitely on that CFL radar. Yeah, I, I like that's a compliment. I think he will be starting. Uh, football be a games. Yeah, professional football games. I, I, I believe Getting that. Get paid to play the game. Um,. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, like, I think Barrier actually has a chance to be on an NFL roster. Though. Me too. Me too. I like him a lot. I, I think there was a kind of a substantial drop-off after both those two. 
Uh, do you would you bang the table for any of the other guys you watched? Uh, bang the table for no. Um, I mean, Daniel Smith is a king who made that ridiculous throw in the playoff game. And you know, it's funny. A lot of these guys watched last year too. I I thought he was kind of. You know, not going to make it in the pros, but a good, competent quarterback and um, for Villanova especially. And, yeah, he made that amazing throw. Um, the, the, the thing with him is he obviously doesn't have the same physical tools no. as Barrier and Zeke Cooper, and it kind of caps the ceiling. And, no, no, no. Yeah, I, but, but, yeah, definitely a high-level FCS quarterback. Yeah. Um, no no one really else that I want to uh, pound the floor. Uh, did you, like, I, we didn't get to watch, or I didn't get to watch at least Cole Kelly, who's the defending Walter Payton champ. Um, he's massive. And he might be a tight end, so. Which I mean, the the quarterback to tight end conversion rate is pretty it's high. It's churning, right baby. It's churning right now. <laughs> uh, okay, running backs. Yeah. Who 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 got you? I I think there's a couple guys here who have a good chance of being on an NFL roster at some point. Um, but I, I I think to me Jermaine Martin's kind of the cream of the crop. That's my guy, absolutely. I know he's he's my top guy too. Followed by the Auburn transfer Booby Whitlow, but we'll get there in a sec. I, I definitely think Jermaine Martin is, is the guy. I got a, like a third round, up uh, not third round, day three grade on him. Um, liked him a lot last uh, year. Another guy we talked about last year who who is just you know churning it out. Didn't did he play any games this this? I know I, I I don't believe North Carolina A and T played, uh, but so, the year yeah. before. He's a Coastal Carolina transfer. A year before, in, in 2019 for A&T, he, he was one of the most dominant running backs in the country. I had the you best the y- yards per carry in the country, yeah. Yeah. You, you throw on the tape, and I, th- I think the two things that makes him special at that level are contact, balance, and burst. He he can hit a second gear. I, I know it's against a lower level of competition, but he hits a second gear, and he just eliminates angles. Um, and, and he's a tough little – he's kind of short, stockier guy, but – yeah. Uh, physical. Yeah. And, and that contact balance shows up, and I think he has got a good chance. Uh, yeah, day be, to be a day three pick and, and best in his own scheme. Yeah, he. You know, sometimes when you watch a FCS guy, and it's like, okay, they're they're the best athlete on the field, but they might not be the best football player. Um, mm-hmm. I think Martin's obviously one of the best uh, athletes, but I think he's also like he feels like a a, a pro ready running back to me. Like I think his vision's already pretty good. Um, you see, yeah. you see him make guys miss in the hole. Um, obviously, like you said, all the contact balance, the just being a tough, tough fucking runner. Um, I love all of that. I, I, he feels like like I'm not gonna call him the next James Robinson, but I feel like he could be uh, on that type of path. Yeah, I, I, basically, all I, I in, obviously as a pure runner, he's really exciting. I, I hope he gets used more in the passing game. For sure, um, I think seven I catches think in 2019. Could, yeah, sorry to jump yeah. on there. I think that could help his stock a lot. He seems like a guy who is uh, destined for the senior bowl, though. Uh, yeah, no, very, very true. Uh, you said you got Booby Whitlow as your next guy. I'm lower on Booby Whitlow. I think Booby is like a borderline draftable guy right now. Um, you know, it's such a funny move going from Auburn to Western Illinois. Um, I don't think like he's a, he's a stud or anything. I. You know, he kind of just comes across like a solid slasher back. Um, Like, you know, good leg drive. Honestly, I I don't know if it's just the jersey, but I do feel like he's he's a lot like Kerryon Johnson. I I don't know if I'm totally misguided there or or not, but regardless, I feel like he's Kerryon Johnson, which is a compliment and also not a compliment. But anyways, I you know what? Actually, I like his pass protection, which which I appreciate. 
you know, willing, a strong, solid base too. And that, this is against Alabama. You know, he's not playing FCS competition. This is against Alabama, so that says something. Um, then he, you know, he runs nice routes, but his hands are really bad. He had multiple yeah. drops, and that that the really hands, bugged me. Yeah, the hands and the overall athleticism kind of are my biggest concerns, but. Yeah, the, the size and you you mentioned him being a slasher. The size, the contact balance, he he he's got some pop behind his pads. Yep, um, leg drive. He doesn't I, I go down see easy. What he does at this, I want to see him, what he does at this level where you assume he's just going to be the alpha in the backfield from yeah. day one and kind of have that chance. Um, my second favorite guy was actually Pierce Strong from South Dakota State, who. I thought just a one-cut physical dude, mm-hmm. pretty much every carry he would uh, have at least one defender bounce off him, I found. Um, not going to wow you in terms of burst. It has terrible hands. That was my biggest <laughs> takeaway. I, or negative takeaway was just not natural catching the ball at all. But I, I could see him making his way onto a roster. And, and he's in a backfield with a, a guy who I think is going to be on. We'll be talking about in like a year or two, um, yep. Isaiah Davis. But uh, strong, just a really consistent, yeah, slashing back with low, underrated vision. Um, I liked him a lot. Um, who's your third guy? That, that, sorry, that's just what I was going to add is that it kind of sucks for strong that he's the second best running back on the, on the on the team already. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think Isaiah Davis is is legit. He's he would also be in my top three for the for the Walter Payton. Um, um, I third I, I went back to Elijah Dotson, who we, who we liked last yeah. year. Uh, yeah. You know that littler, smaller guy, uh, pass catching guy, um, scat back type. I like again not a draftable grade, um, but I do think that there's a, a path for him to be in a camp because of what he does um, in the pass game. And you know what's funny too? I think he's he's pretty good in pass pro too, which Again, um, today there's a lot of, like, you know, these wide receiver running back hybrids who I'm not saying Dotson is, but I'm just saying those type who can come out of the backfield and catch balls. But a lot of those guys can't pass pro. So when you can do both, it is a big, big help. Yeah, no, he he gives me, like, FCS, poor man Dion Lewis vibes kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I think, he, I think he's very interesting because, yeah, like, what he can do. I mean – Throwing the Arizona State game from 2019, he's like the go-to pass catcher. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, anyone else, or you want to jump to receivers? No, let's jump to the wide receivers. I think this is the best group. Um, it's got the best player. It's got probably my second best player in the group as well. Uh, let's start with Chuquez Ezard from Sam Houston State. He is instant offense. Uh, yeah, I figured this is the player we'll be talking the most about, and... Uh, Obviously, the most talked about FCS player in in on Twitter right now for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, he is absolutely electric. Um, he has such a way about his running style where he's he's such a fluid and glidey runner that like I, I I'm gonna be honest like I don't know if he's gonna run an amazing forty. I I don't think he's a complete burner, but I it doesn't matter because he's just. I don't know. He just kills angles. It, it's he's is he very he's, unique? I, I'm with you in terms of like obviously he's doesn't he's not slow. No, but he's not he's not like a, a sub four three guy or something. It's just he's got this extra kick to him. Yeah, that can eliminate angles, especially after the catch. The contact balance is insane. Yeah, I mean he makes some wonderful 
plays after the catch. And, and they do a really good job at Sam Houston State getting him involved in numerous ways. Uh, he's also an electric punt returner. Obviously, he's a Howard transfer, too, and he, he was mm-hmm. he lit the world on fire at Howard and had a chance after Sam Houston State won the natty to uh, even jump to the FBS, and he chose not to, which I actually think is smart because, again, they do an awesome job making sure he gets his touches. Um, but, yeah, the the natural playmaking ability like you 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 see in um i I can't even remember which game it was but uh the the ball's like deflected by a db whatever and and he dives and makes this incredible one-handed catch he's just very aware uh he's a smaller guy but the size doesn't really like he's 5'9 190 but the size doesn't like you almost don't notice uh he he plays a ton as a uh, as an x and, and handles press just fine uh, I, I, I mean, if we're going to be critical, because he's a legit day two prospect at this point, if we're going to be critical, like, I, I, I think um, I just want to see a more diverse uh, set set of routes from him. But yeah, yeah. they just 100%. they don't need to, so I get it. Um, and, and sometimes his hands can be a little questionable, but the the kind of the, the open field ability, the body control, mm-hmm the that that extra burst of when the, the corners in phase on him he can almost get a step last minute because he's got this extra kick to him um i think he's super dynamic i think he has a really good chance to be a second round pick yeah i think i think like i have a borderline uh top 100 grade on him right now which is heavy for the summer um yeah and sorry just to touch upon a couple things you did like he's small but like you said you don't feel it and he also just has like a like a thickness to, to him, he's kind of a an odd build. I, I almost feel like he's got a quarterback's body, like a like you know like a like a scrambly quarterback's body, if that makes any sense. Like he's got that thickness to him that you're like, okay, this guy can hold up in the pocket type of thing. Um, but yeah, like like it's almost it's hard to knock some of the hands because he also comes away and makes amazing catches, like constant, constant catches through contact. Um, watch the national championship game, uh, like that that chain moving catch where he just. Some you don't often see or consistently see guys making amazing body control catches while going towards the ground too, and he he came away with that one to move the sticks at the end. That was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think he has a, a clear path to being a day two pick. Yeah, and he he's a guy who uh, I I said John May Martin's destined for the senior role. Like I also feel like Ezard's a walk. Yeah, no, pretty much agreed. And, and that's a guy who. Um, we probably won't talk about much during the season just because, again, it's the FCS level. But come, yeah, the kind of the lead up to the senior bowl and, and just through the process, I, I feel like that's a guy we're both just going to be in love with. Just so, I mean, so many jaw dropping plays on tape from him. Yeah. And you know what? Um, all things considered, he got his moment in the spotlight in the spring. And that was really, I think, helpful for, for him, right? Like, obviously the circumstances mm-hmm. absolutely sucked, but like you just said, if he was, you know, he probably wouldn't get, he's not going to get that much attention because we're not tuning into Sam Houston State games uh, exactly. consistently. So worked out great for him, and I, I do agree with you that, uh, like, I think he, Nagy will give him the nod. He's going to get it. He's going to be one of the first guys to get the letter. Hell yeah. Um, who's your next guy at receiver? I, I, again, I thought this receiver group had a couple guys who have a uh, – a chance to be, well, obviously, as it's definitely going to be drafted, but a chance. Uh, so who's your second guy? Yeah, I got Christian Watson second, who yeah, um, same. 
impressed me last offseason as well. Um, yeah, I think he's like a day three guy. Um, you know, was he 6'2", 200-ish? So, like, he's kind of like the a long, thin frame. But another guy, um, legit juice, um, dynamic ability after the catch. Um, honestly, I think he's another guy who's got that second gear when the ball's in the air. Um, and like like you said, that, that's kind of like one of those traits that um, when you're watching FCS guys, you, you want that to stand out. Um, not a lot of routes, um, but just, just his after-the-catch ability – uh, and his deep ball ability, I think, is is if he keeps up, I think it's enough to get him uh, day three pick. Yeah, it kind of sucked this year because obviously no no Trey Lance for yes. the spring season. But yeah, you throw in the twenty nineteen tape. There's a reason he was Trey Lance's go to target. Um, yeah, dynamic downfield guy, but also like Ezard makes makes a ton of plays. Not not quite to the same levels as Ezard, but make makes a ton of yak type of plays. And they do a good job with him too, getting him to, uh, like manufactured touches and. He's just kind of got that, that athleticism that he eliminates angles easily because he has got the athleticism to be playing at the FBS level. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, any other draftable guys for you? I love Derek Young. That's my guy. I didn't put a draftable. I got a borderline draftable on him. But like, same, same. I don't have a draftable, but I love him. How does partially because? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Le- Lenoir Ryan. Runs runs the freaking like wishbone triple yeah. option. He's lining up at wing back half the time, just being a lead blocker. And he blocks his ass off, and he's a guy who that that's not even FCS. That Lenore Ryan's playing D two, and he you can pick him out easily because he's just bigger and more yeah. athletic than literally everyone on the field. That's what okay. That's and what yeah, I was gonna ask you. Like, how does Lenore Ryan keep getting these freaky dudes? And it's not like they're just you know. Small guys who are fast, like okay, maybe no. you're not gonna hold up at the FCS level or FBS level, but like, he's he's what six three two hundred, and he's like he's he's jacked, and like like how do they keep getting yeah. these guys and like getting I a wide no receiver idea. to come in the wishbone? Like how did he end up yeah. at Lenore Ryan? I'm I'm he he showed up five ten one fifty and grew. I don't know, <laughs> but it's so funny that they they're running the freaking wishbone. He's yeah. like this blocking his ass off. Uh, and every once in a while, they throw him a bone and let him get a touch, and he's just the best player on the field. <laughs> like it, 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 he's ridiculous. He's he. If he was in a real offense, he would be one of the leading receiver, probably the best receiver in Division Two football, statistically. Yeah, no, I, th- I. There's not a lot of them that look that fast or built like you know jacked and six three two hundred. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anybody else who who's tickling your fancy there? Not not crazy. Those are my top three guys. How about you? Yeah, same. I, I think Zabrian Moore's a little bit interesting, but um, him and Akil Glass, uh, they're they're both un, not draftable, but both uh, splashy for sure. I, have a chance. No, I agreed. Uh, okay. Tight end. Well, I had a little mishap where I thought Zaire Mitchell was still at Notre Dame College, and I was all ready to him to be my favorite player that we talked about today. And I emailed Notre Dame College trying to interview him and have him on the podcast, and they're like, "Yeah, no, dude, he transferred to FAU." Uh, and, and the communications uh, uh, person was basically like, "Yeah, there a lot of guys who played in the spring season transferred, and it just hasn't been like put through yet. In in general, not even just at their school." And I looked into it, and that was true. There was a, a handful of guys who had transferred that, uh, yeah, are no longer non-FBS players. But, yeah, and you add- I'll be talking about Zaire Mitchell on the, on the Sun Belt show. And you add that into um, the amount of players that transferred from the FCS level to the FBS level when, this, uh, when the fall season got canceled, too, right? So there's a lot of FCS talent 
or lower, um, that is not at the FCS level anymore. And uh, good for them, but sucks for the FCS. Yeah. Samori Toure, I just saw him in my notes. He, he went from yep. Montana to Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's jump to the offensive line because I got a guy I really like. Um, uh, we, we'll just do it as a whole. Like, there's not enough guys to go offensive tackle interior really here. So let's just. Who's your number one overall lineman? Okay, I I know who yours is, I believe. So I'm going to switch it up because I liked him. I, this is a guy I liked a lot last summer, um, and his teammate Dylan Radens rightfully got all the attention. But I think Cordell Volson, the the North Dakota State right tackle, I think he's legit too, man. I I really yeah. enjoyed him last summer. He he's fucking mean. He's tossing guys in the wrong game, and then I, I threw on the Central Arkansas game uh, from from the the fall. Uh, couldn't find any of the uh, the spring games. And I, I thought he got a lot better because, like, he wasn't perfect in pass protection. He still isn't, but I thought he really improved. He still plays a little high, but I think he's, he's got the strength and the balance there. Um, before, he was kind of, like, just a bit of a mauler, but now you see him, like, really impressively working to the second level. Uh, I saw one where he got on a linebacker and he just rode him to the sideline. Um, and then, you know, all, all of the, um, the tossing guys in the run game is still there. I, I, he probably isn't a tackle at the next level. Probably kicks inside, but like he's got the size. He's six five, three oh nine. Um, but I, I do. Th- I think he's a day three guy. I, I definitely think he's a day three guy. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. He, uh, you kick him inside the guard. I think he's a really interesting player. Got that that nastiness to him that you're talking about. He's yeah. really strong hands and he always plays through the whistle. And that that's kind of one of the things I think you you should always look for is who's who's killing dudes at this level physically and just playing through the whistle. And he's got that big nastiness to him that you love. Who do you think's my top guy? Uh, Liam Fornadel. Yes, that's correct. How did you know? I'm smart. He's good. I, I had them like basically neck and neck, but I gave uh, yeah. Volson the nod because I liked him so much last year. Yeah. So Fornadel, uh, the right tackle, James Madison only played two games in 2021 before getting hurt. Um, but one of the best linemen going into the year, yeah, uh, and played like it prior to the injury. He's a dude who's got big nastiness to him too. He is killing guys out there and six four three ten. I I think he's a guard as well. Um, but playing yep. right tackle and surprising. I thought surprisingly, um, kind of technically sound in his kick step. I was expecting him to be kind of a a more like he is a brawler, but less of a technician. But, yeah, I thought technically really sound, strong base. Um, can get high at times. But to me, him and Volson were the two draftable linemen in this group. Um, and it stood out right away, and I think both should be senior bowl-type players. Uh, no, I, I fully agree with you. Like, I, I actually have fifth-round grades on both of them. Um, okay, so you're, yeah, okay, you're right there with me. But I can um, see – like, I, I don't think Volson's going to make uh, much of the jump. I can see Fornadel – especially missing uh, most of the season. I, I can see Fornadel being – uh, the biggest riser amongst offensive linemen in the FCS. Um, uh, yeah, just one thing. I, also, the movement skills. I was really impressed with that. You don't see uh, too many guys um, at his level that, like, you, you know, got the nasty and got the movement skills. I think he's a good mover for his size. Um, yeah. It, it, it's funny because I was watching um, Raymond Gillespie, too, their left tackle, who mm-hmm. uh, is actually my third tackle. Um, in just by build, I assumed Fornadel would be more of the brawler and, and Gillespie more of the, the athletic guy. But 
yeah, you come away kind of really impressed, I thought, with Fornadel's quickness. Yeah. Um, especially in that kick step. And he gets his landmarks pretty consistently. And uh, I, I just I, – I think that he's got a really nice chance to be considered one of the best senior linemen in the country in general. I, uh, I agree with you, Rob. Uh, any other linemen you want to talk about? Uh, no no other draftable grades for me. No one I really want to even point out to. How about you? Uh, I just want to shout out um, Nichols State's P.J. Burkhalter. Um, left guard, huge guy, 6'3", 330. Uh, I think really interesting dude for a power scheme. Awesome hand, hand strength. Awesome. And killing dudes out there. I got Nate Davis vibes watching him. <laughs> okay. Um, just in terms of kind of build and, and, and play style. I think that's just a name to watch. Not a draftable on him, but a name to watch. He was doing it in McNeese State, who obviously is Isaiah Chambers at edge. Um, pretty good D-line there, McNeese. And uh, I thought he looked pretty interesting. Just a name to watch. Not a guy uh, I, I'm, I'm necessarily saying he's going to get drafted, but uh, definitely got to watch. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably everybody on offense that I wanted to get to. What about you? Yeah, no, I know. Th- I think we hit everybody. And you know what, AJ? If you didn't, guess what? You'll be on Spotify Green Room later, taking questions <laughs> about. about FCS line play. Okay, I love that. Uh, because Spotify Green Room's a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. Talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. And yeah, so go download Spotify Greenroom. And while you're doing that, maybe you're at the grill and cooking up some steaks. Well, guess what? Guess where you should be getting your steaks? You should be getting your steaks at Kansas City Steaks because Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse quality steaks, aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash frozen and delivered directly, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. <laughs> More like Buckeyes, am I right, AJ? No, you're incorrect. Sorry. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Uh, okay, let's just do defensive line as a whole. Uh, I don't I don't think there was anyone I, I was super ready to bang the table for in terms of interior defensive line play, although I do think Mike Green from James Madison has a little... A little quickness to him that gets me excited. Yeah, and uh, we watched him last year, and I came away with that where I, I didn't have really a close to a draftable grade. Uh, but, yeah, the, the short area quickness uh, I was impressed with. Um, hey, I, you know what? I want to talk about uh, J- J- Jahari K. Ooh, Jahari K because – go ahead. I did him as an edge. Yeah, okay. So that that's the thing. Like, I, I, He really popped me in the, in the national championship game. Uh, quick as hell. Uh, kind of, they kind of moved him inside and outside, but he's what six two two fifty five. So like, 
he's not a true IDL at all. Um, but I almost feel like his skill set is more appropriate for the interior defensive line. But like you know, asking him to add forty pounds, whatever, is is a big ask. So I, well, I, I like I like the skill set a lot. I like. I like what he showed, especially in that game, because there, there was I think a couple drives where he just took the game over uh, in the third quarter, if I remember correctly. Um, that I really really impressed me, but it, the path to the NFL just seems a little a little hard for him, even though I think he's got a lot of the talent. Yeah, I, I mean six two two fifty five, kind of playing a bit inside a bit yeah. outside a bit of five, like five tech like he plays all over yeah kind of wherever they need him to best utilize him and make a play and he makes tons of them he's a, I, I love his energy too like he seems to me like a guy who doesn't get drafted but finds his way onto a roster because he does all the little things right and he plays so hard i hope so i hope so i i am a big fan of his and again i i think the quickness is there um yeah no i i hope so and yeah, it's just it's just the, you know, sometimes it's a jack of all trades where like you know you want a guy like this, and it happens a lot in the defensive line. But when you're not the biggest guy, sometimes you can get fizzled out. But I, I definitely do uh, hope that he ends up finding his way and takes a big leap this this year. Um, in terms of guys, I think I don't again I don't I don't have uh, I only have one draftable grade on grade on the defensive ball, side of the ball in general. Um, but a guy who I think two different guys actually who I think have a good chance to get themselves to draftable are uh, DJ Coleman, the edge from Jacksonville State, and, and Isaiah Chambers, the edge from McNeese State, who was originally at TCU, then Houston, now is at McNeese. Um, both are built like NFL pass rushers. Yeah. Coleman 6'6", 265. Chambers 6'5", 250. Uh, Chambers kind of just came out of uh, – he, he it never came together at TCU. He went to Houston. There were some flashes. I actually liked him a little bit at Houston. He ends up transferring to McNeese State and dominated and only had the spring season, dominated. And it's obvious why he was originally a, a power five recruit. I actually checked. He was a top 150 recruit in general, too. Wow. So he's got all the, the physical makeup you look for. And, and the length and, and the athleticism at that level allow him to really make big, splashy plays. And I think he does a good job using that length. want to yes. see some heavy, heavier hand use. Mm-hmm. But the length, he, he can almost just out-athlete and out-long guys to make plays. Definitely. Well. I was going to say, he's kind of like got that, that slippery, uh, the slipperiness to him, which usually is just length and athleticism kind of winning. Um, but I, yeah, I, he's, he's, I had him over uh, Coleman. Uh, I think he's going to get drafted. I, I think, like you said, the pedigree is there. The tape was there this, this, uh, spring. Um, and like, like the body is there, obviously. I, I think he's going to get drafted. Yeah. And then with Coleman, uh, it's, it's similar, um, in terms of he's just so much longer and twitchier than the guys who are, he, he's lining up against. I think Chambers is a little, uh, Slippery is a good way to put it. I think Chambers is more, a little more finesse to him, and Coleman yep. a little more just brute, pun it like power at times. He's more um, stoutly built than Chambers. Like you, you really see that two sixty five. Like Coleman's really well built. Yeah, he'll make some splashier plays in the run game too. I think Chambers is the yeah the the better athlete with more pass rush upside. Where Coleman has a little more to him as a as a run defender and really does a good job. Um, Yes, taking on blocks and, and working himself off them in the run game, setting the edge. Uh, but both those guys, I think, have a chance. 
I I totally agree. I like I think they are like I, again, I got I got uh day 3 grades on them. Not not super high, but like I think they are um uh I I think they're they're like ahead of where Ellison, Ellerson Smith was this time last year. Um yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, do you like any, anyone else, or you want to jump to the linebackers? No, that that's it for me. But I like they're both really good. Like they're both exciting pros, uh, prospects. Yes, uh, linebackers. Who's your top linebacker? Uh, I, I do don't you like any of the linebackers. They're I have like I think they're like all like well not all but uh, <laughs> they're kind of like borderline draftable grades. Do you, do you have any draftables of the three? Uh, uh no, but I think. Especially because he's just a junior, Trey Walker at Idaho, yeah, who's more agreed. of a classically built Mike, gets downhill and takes heads off at times. Um, plays pretty pretty well laterally, too. I, I think he's pretty interesting guy, and again, just a junior, so I, I don't expect him to declare or anything. So I think he's got a chance, a pathway to yeah. being a, a guy we're talking more about at some point. That No, that 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 is very fair. I think he, like, uh, he was my top of the three, and then I went with Anderson, and then, yeah. yeah. same. And, and with Anderson, you get a guy who was dominant in, in 2019 for them. Uh, and then, like, kind of the the story on him is he was originally a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He moved to, in, in, like, a power-running quarterback. And, and then he moved to, to linebacker. And, and he's 6'4", 235, and very athletic for that level. And still played Wildcat quarterback and, like, some running back. <laughs> and they use him in different ways, like – one game I was watching, he's playing a ton on the edge. The next, he was playing a ton of overhang. It, it it's really interesting how they they use him as a chess piece. Meanwhile, he's also taking snaps as a running back. And I think at bare minimum, he can find his way onto a roster as a fullback who plays special teams. <laughs> yeah, no, I think like he's definitely definitely extremely likable. And like you said, he, he had an amazing season uh, the year before last, and um, year before last last year. And, <laughs> And yeah, I, I he was uh he's fun as fuck. Um, Logan Backus at South Dakota State a little bit interesting too, just because he's six four but like two ten looks like a safety. And he's <laughs> almost playing just strong safety. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really. Do, do you have any draftables outside of the 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 front guys? Uh yeah, one. Okay, hit me with it. It's your guy, Jacoby Durant from South Carolina State. It's not my guy. I just saw one tweet uh, <laughs> saying, "Well, saying, you, you're the reason I watched him, so he's your guy now." <laughs> he's pretty good. I uh, I don't have a draftable grade on him though. I, uh, I I really like him. Um, I think he's feisty as hell. Uh, I, I watched him against UCF and Florida A and M. So he he was the best player on the field against Florida A and M. This is from 2019. I don't think they played last year. Um, a little older guy, 5'11", 175, but really feisty. Always gets downhill, blows blows plays up, plays through the receiver. You get, I think it's like the second play of the game against USF. Um, he breaks up a pass just because he plays through the receiver, mm-hmm. which he, like causes a drop. And he's just always disrupting the catch point. Uh, I like him a lot more in zone, um, and I think he's a nickel. His hips are a little tight, but I think he's really got technically sound feet and, and quick, soft feet. Uh, I, I think he's really interesting. He's my third overall prospect from the non-FBS. Okay. I, you're big. Okay. I think he is the um, 
the patented uh, FCS corner that gets to the Senior Bowl. I, I think he'll be at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that, I think that's a good call. Um, Zion McCollum's a little interesting because he's six <laughs> four. Yeah, no. And, and you, I liked him a little bit in press man, but I thought he really struggled to locate the ball and the kind of questions about athleticism worried me a little bit but he's definitely you, you can see why he's an interesting guy another guy who he i think he had a pick in the national championship game if i remember correctly so like another guy who kept flashing down the stretch for that that national championship run for sam houston and his brother plays safety for them and he plays a lot of single high and he he's also tall and lean six yeah, they're, 185 they're fun to it i i thought he looked pretty smooth back there i thought his hips looked i don't have a draftable but um I thought he, he – I almost came away more interested in him than Zion McCollum, and Zion, I think, has more height. Yeah, I I, I think – just kind of keep in mind, I, I don't disagree with you, to be honest. Yeah. I, now, this might just be me falling in love with a guy who gets to play single high safety just because he's playing <laughs> single high, though, which happens. It does. Um, all right. Well, I mean, that's, that's everyone a, a bit lighter in terms of prospects because, again, non-FBS. Uh, but – before before we get out of here, I want to hear who you have winning the FCS championship, which is a weird question considering the spring season literally just ended and it's only June. Uh, I want to hear who your Walter Payton uh, award winner prediction is and your Buck Buchanan Defensive Player of the Year award prediction is. Okay. Uh, yeah, it definitely feels like the most murky. Like Usually you're just like, oh, North Dakota State's bringing it home. But uh, this year I don't think it's North Dakota State. I, I got South Dakota State with, with you know, how – what's the quarterback's name? I should have checked. Gronowski with how great he was. Yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, we talked about the running backs. I think Isaiah Davis is going to be one of the best FCS players in the country. Um, I w- he's my third on my Walter Payton award list. Uh, and I think after after Gronowski got hurt in the national championship game, I think they're hungry and they're coming they're coming for the title. I I had a hard time not picking them, but I did not. But I, I especially guess my, one of my takeaways watching uh, who we were talking about earlier, Logan Backus, was yeah the defense just as a whole is really good. There, yeah, just a solid unit. But I, I, I almost think it's I guess Sam Houston lost the quarterback, right? But I was gonna say it almost feels like it just might just be a rematch. But uh, I'll say South Dakota State. I mean, a South Dakota State North Dakota State national championship game would be outstanding. Um, I, I. I it's it's so uh, sorry. I'm just having a, a meltdown. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go Jackrabbit. No, plus, just, plus they're, I love the Jackrabbits. I, I'm never in, don't cheer for them. I picked Eastern Washington. Uh, that'll be a fun matchup too. I again, I think. Okay, so we'll jump into the Walter Payton. I, wait, wait. For the record, I got Eastern Washington over Sam Houston State. Oh, okay, okay. So I'll, I'll go South Dakota State. Uh. uh I'll go South. South I go a rematch, but South Dakota State comes out on top this year. Uh, I just think, yeah, Sam Houston State. They've got. Um, I mean, just looking at it purely from a college football perspective, like Jari K is one of the best FCS defensive players, yeah. and Ezra's just the best player. And I, that alone was yeah. enough for me. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, yeah, but behind our guy Eric Barrier, I, I I really think Eastern Washington. Like he's just so dynamic. Going into his fourth year as the starter, I, I, I trust my guy. I agree. Okay, here's my Walter Payton award list. I'll go from three to one. Three for me is Isaiah Damn, Davis. You did this up. <laughs> Two for me, I think it's I think it's Eric Barrier. 
But it's hard to pick against Jaquez Ezra because he's so special. Uh, like you said, he just put on a show in the FCS playoffs in the national championship game. The spotlight's on him. I, I think it's going to be kind of that two-horse between Ezard and Barrier. Yeah, which the, the the main thing and the reason I didn't pick um, uh, Ezard is, is just the quarterback bias. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's I totally so hard. I, I know he now he does more than just – like, he's more than just a wide receiver. He, he's huge in the return game and um, – does it does a ton as a as just like in terms of rushing yards too, but like they gave it to this Cole Kelly guy who's just huge quarterback, power it's running good, quarterback. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and so I I, I go with Barrier. Um, also forgot that Cole Kelly was at Arkansas. Oh oh yeah, I forgot. Do you remember he was the starter at Arkansas as a freshman? Yeah, <laughs> Dude. I totally forgot about that. Okay, here, pop pop quiz. Two wide receivers, by the way, the, the Walter Payton Award only goes back to 1987. Two wide receivers have won it. Can you get them? One's really hard. One's one's not so hard. So, sorry, the award goes back to 97? 87, but uh, one one was a couple years ago. I'm going to guess Cooper Cup. Correct. That's already a good work. Yep. The last one to do it was Cooper Cup. This one was 1997. Um, you will remember him most from, or at least I do, uh, Madden 2005, 2000, because <laughs> uh, Mike Vick was hucking it to him. Oh, Brian Finneran. Yeah, Brian Finneran. The only two wide receivers. I still know. Uh, without, without you saying Mike Vick was hucking to him and giving me the Madden hint, I would have never gotten it. <laughs> I was going to say Armani Edwards, but pretend he's a wide receiver. <laughs> and I, I think he won twice, right? Armani did? Um, yeah, he did. <laughs> but yeah, I've... Fuck, Brian Finneran, uh, one of the Madden goats because of the adjacent, adjacent to, to, to Vic. Just no, running was, four okay. verts with Algie Crompler, Brian Finneran. Uh, what We're was way off to uh, – who? sorry, you picked Ezard, right? Mike Mike Jenkins? That was the receiver, right? Uh, yeah, I picked Ezard. Yeah, from Ohio State. Um, okay, I, I picked Barrier. In, in in three years as Eastern Washington starter, over eight thousand passing, over a thousand rushing, seventy five passing touchdowns, eighteen rushing. My guy's bringing it home. Who do you have for Buck Buchanan Award? Uh, a little more, a little more wide open. I think Chambers is the most talented, so I picked Isaiah Chambers. Yeah, I, I and I feel like my, my reasoning. Obviously, I, I was talking to DJ Coleman earlier, and, and to me, I was picking between those two. My reasoning for Chambers was he had seven games to acclimate to McNeese State. And yeah. in those seven games, 14 TFL, seven and a half sacks, and was one of the best defensive players immediately and just has all the athletic tools you look for. So I'm assuming another year of seasoning yeah. there. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Coach O's giving him tips too because his son's the starting quarterback at McNeese. So uh, I, I think Isaiah Chambers is the the best choice. My, my runner-up is Jahari K because, again, Sam Houston and – I think he's gonna keep the, keep the heat. I think he's gonna have a great great uh, fall season. Um, okay, before we go at the end of all these, because uh, I, I force AJ to let me, I pick a, a town of the week from one of the schools we talked about. Why did Why did Cole Kelly win this award if they went four and three? I'm sorry, I'm really upset. I didn't realize he won it until I checked today. Yeah, they first game of the year lost to Sam Houston State. They lost in Incarnate World. <laughs> Who loses Incarnate Word? Um, hold on, I'll, I'll pull up. You do the town. I will pull up Cole Kelly. Um, his stats. We're just slandering him for no reason. He's catching strays for no reason. 
Why did Jeremiah Briscoe win it twice? They, they won What's the. Doing did they oh, win he's on the, the Elks. I forgot. Yeah, did they win the Natty when he was? No, they didn't. No. North Dakota State. Yeah. No. So, I don't know. No. Okay. So again, sorry. Uh, at the end of each conference <laughs> special, we will. I will pick a town of the week, and I'll give you some stupid information about it. I like learning. Uh, so this week's town of the week was an obvious choice. It had to be uh, the home of Sam Houston State because they're the defending national championship. Ezard's the best player in the country from the FCS level. Uh, and Sam Houston State's located in Huntsville, Texas. Um, obviously, they play at Elliott T. Bowers Stadium, named after the former president of the school. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So here are some notable alumni from Sam Houston State. Richard Linklater. You've seen Dazed and Confused, haven't you, AJ? Uh, yeah, he the director. Boyhood, my favorite movie. I didn't know he made that movie. Uh, Josh McCowan. Of course. It's a good one. Shea Serrano. Oh, I didn't know that. And the best one of them all. Ashley Etienne, the communication director for Vice President Kamala Harris. Wow. Exciting. Huntsville legends, all of them. Now, do you want to know some? Those are just alumni of Sam Houston. Do you want to know notable oh. people from Huntsville? Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course I do. Sam Houston. <laughs> Who? They didn't, they didn't have a lot of notable people from the town. Uh, and Charlie Wilson, which I said, hmm, I know that name. And Charlie Wilson's name War. Because they made a movie with Tom Hanks playing him. Yeah. I remember. What do you do in that movie? It sounded like some shit about war. It sounded not crazy. Yeah, Charlie Wilson's like war. He might, not, he might be problematic. He looked oh, no. like the biggest CIA thing. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Uh, I'm saving it for my conspiracy uh, Spotify <laughs> Uh Are you ready for Cole Kelly's stats? Yeah, give me the stats, then I'll give you the things to do in Huntsville, Texas. Okay. Same at the same time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so he had, he had, again, like you said, seven games, uh, 68.9% completion. Couldn't quite hit that 69 uh, 2,662 yards passing, 18 touchdowns, four picks. He added seven touchdowns on the ground, but he only had 46 yards on 76 attempts, according to ESPN. So, wait, how many total TDs did he have? Uh, 20... I'm bad at math. 18 plus 7. 26. 25. 25. In, in seven games. So he's scoring three and a half touchdowns a game. I take it all back. Cole Kelly... That's my number one tight end prospect in the FCS. What was Barry Ayer's numbers? Uh, I don't have them up. They're pretty good, though. Okay, they're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is bad podcasting. Um, yeah. Okay, well, now I have them open, so I'll read them to you. <laughs> um, oh, God. 2,400 passing yards, 19 passing touchdowns, 7 picks. Uh, and he ran for only 144 yards and one touchdown. Okay, one, one, one more player. They should have gave it to Gronowski because he had, well, he only had 1,500 yards passing, but 15 touchdowns. Let me just tell you notable things to do in Huntsville, Texas, so we can go watch the Suns game. Go. Okay, so you're in Huntsville, Texas. First place you're going is Huntsville State Park, of course. It's beautiful there. Guess what else is in Huntsville, Texas? There's lots of museums. Lots of museums. Something I noticed, there's lots of museums and antique stores. Um, Coincidence? So obviously, there's the Sam, the Sam Houston Memorial Museum. You're going to go there, You're right? Is that Sam Houston's birthplace? I don't know. 
but now you're thinking, well, we're, it's our vacation. What do people do on vacation? They go scuba diving. Guess what, Sam? Houston's got two places, or sorry, it's Huntsville. Huntsville has two different places to scuba dive. I didn't even know Huntsville is on the water. Wait. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but you can go to the Blue, the Blue Lagoon or you can go to Texans Scuba Inc. Is it is it on the Gulf? I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, and hey, maybe after you go scuba diving, you want to do art. Well, head on down to the Win Home Arts Center. Oh, Sam Houston's just north of Houston. Okay, okay, all right. But it's not on the Gulf. I guess there's just a lake. And then you're thinking, wow, I haven't had enough museums today. And I really like prison. Let's go to the Texas Prison Museum. That would be an interesting museum, though, would it not? Like, when I think of prisons, I think of Texas. And to complete your day, to you want to drink away your sorrows after seeing all this weird stuff at the Texas Prison Museum, <laughs> just go down to Froggy Wines. Wait, so, what's AJ, will you, will you be visiting Huntsville, Texas? Uh, every year. Every year I do, yep. Okay. Is the show done? No, I'm okay, one actual question. Um we did it last year. I think we I think I got it right to be honest, but I didn't write it down well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this properly this year. Uh how many non FBS guys will get drafted in the two thousand and twenty two NFL draft? Call it now. Do you have how many got drafted last year? Uh two years ago it was fourteen. Last year I can't remember. I think it I think it was fourteen as well, to be honest. Uh well and I said I have what, five so draftables and I will say eleven. Okay, uh, eleven. That's a good number. I, you know, I say we go four years in a row and we hit fourteen again, or three years in a row and we go fourteen again. Uh, but wow. a lot of guys. I think it's a it's a good group. Um, it's it's impressive how many guys there are considering. Uh, the FCS has never lost this much talent before. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I mean, that's a good way to look at it for sure. Uh, hey, and next week. We'll be doing what the FCS or sorry the sorry, uh, the G. Are we doing the G five North or South? Uh, North. North. We will do the G five North on next week's episode. That means Maction Talk.